<laughs> I know how the internet works. Internet boyfriends. Hello and welcome to another episode of Internet Boyfriends. I am Joey, and with me, as always, is the Tom Servo to my crow, Ryan Kloss. Okay, and yeah, it took me a minute to get that. It's been a long time since I've watched Mystery Science Theater, right? You don't, you don't watch it for Thanksgiving every year? No, <laughs> really? I don't. I don't really like it. What? Really? Yeah, like I don't. I don't. I've watched a bunch of them and enjoyed them. I don't, it's not on TV here, so I had to watch them on DVD. Um, okay, all right, and. I like watching movies with my friends if they're bad. Like, I've seen The Room in a theater. I've seen uh, Troll 2 in a theater. And it was awesome. Especially from, like, people laughing at the inappropriate spots. But, like, eh, I don't get into the, the over the snarky commentary to watch someone else do the snarky commentary. It it really, for me, depends on the movie. I, 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 I like Mystery Science Theater a lot, but it can vary wildly between what movie it is. So I get what you, I get what you mean. That's that's fair. and like that's fair. the Rift Tracks ones, where it's mostly like just shitty movies, not like low budget fun shitty movies. Those aren't tempting at all because then I still have to sit through oh, that terrible movie. It it depends though. Their uh their one for uh, Avatar: The Last Airbender is fantastic. I was, I sat through that movie once for free and I still almost walked out. Wow, With, that's impressive. It was yeah. and it, it was a free pass at the like free in theaters for the premiere. We got score tickets. It was like, oh great. I hadn't. I was like a little dubious about M Night Shyamalan at that point already, but not like, oh whatever, it'll be fine. It can't. And it was, oh god. I it was the it was it. the most painful movie I've sat through in a theater. Fair not enough. the worst I've ever seen, but just worst I've seen in a theater, and it was fucking awful. Yeah. Did you have like high expectations because you liked the show? Or? I loved the show. I loved the show, so I was I was hoping for except like I was hoping for Transformers. You know what I mean? Like, not great. And the first one was re- like it got worse as it went out. Like two and three were worse than one, but like the first Transformers was like this is fine. It's big robots fighting each other. I'm all right with this. Yeah. Um, I was hoping for that at least. It was, ow, this hurts. This is so terrible. And there's like there's good like, Dev Patel's in that. Like there's good people in the movie. It's just terrible. Guys, I gotta introduce Colin. <laughs> Hi, everybody. And with us this time for our very special 50th episode is our Mike Nelson, Colin Enquist. Hello, hello. Congrats on 50 episodes. Thank you. Thank well, you. we technically we haven't done well, 50 episodes yet. Let's, let's get through this first, Colin. Yeah, yeah, congratulations this at the end. First, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. After after we, we did the outro, you can, you can give us some congratulations and such. So, um, yeah, so for all of our special episodes, we tend to do question and answer and we take all your questions and then we answer them because we're really not that creative when it comes to doing special episodes and it's so fun it is it's fun. especially it's it like it's fun, fun for me i don't know if it's fun for the listeners but it's fun for me i, oh, I don't give a shit about the listeners i love it when you guys do these well because you get to ask the questions you get, well, to, yeah. you get to yeah well the first time you, you, you just listened to it like we, we were only on the second q a yeah you'd asked most oh, of them the first right. one but still See, I tend to mentally, like, I tend to fix that in my head. I'm, I'm retconning that shit in my head. I assume that Colin always did the question. Colin's now oh, the wow. only recurring guest. Yeah. That's what we said last... I feel honored. <laughs> that's what he said last night. He, we were doing pub chat last, last night. He's like, oh, yeah, like, you guys have had other people. It's like, we've had Lauren. That's it. We like, Kelly. Lauren, you, dude. Oh, yeah, we had Kelly. Oh, I'm sorry, Kelly. Oh, I forgot. How could I have forgotten Kelly. That's not fair to him. Oh no! All right. Well, now, now I feel like a. And shit. they were both so around the same time. Some questions. Uh, so the first question from Harry Snakes Moyer: Do I even exist? Does it even matter? I just realized that's. Uh... Oh, anyway, 
You realize what? <laughs> Nothing. I realized something incorrect and then stopped myself from talking. I was like, no, that is, I was like, isn't that Bohemian Rhapsody? I was like, no, it's not. It's only partially Bohemian Rhapsody. Like, it's, no, it's not. Anyway, Close. moving on. Do you want me to take the lead on this one? Yeah. Or, okay. <laughs> uh, my, my retort to Harry would be, yes, uh, you do exist. If you're capable of responding to my tweets or the Internet Boyfriend's account's tweets in order to answer questions. He could be a robot. Cool. He could okay. be someone pretending to be Harry Snakes Moyer. Maybe it's all John Listen, Westhoff. It, it, if... Something is capable of asking a question. It exists. That might be a bot or a well-trained dog or an assortment of snakes that are passing themselves off as a man with the help of a trench coat. But all of those things technically exist. So according to this question, yes, you, this person asking a question does exist. And as for whether or not if stuff matters, um, I think it does, but it's an extremely local thing in the grand scheme of the universe. Uh, we humans make things matter by how we interact with others in our environment. And if you're intelligent enough to wonder whether or not it matters, you're intelligent enough to form a response to your own question in the form of justifying your own existence. I, I was going to say, it matters to me that you exist in some way. Like, whether you're a fake person or a fake John Westhoff, the Harry Moore's personality and artist is something I appreciate and definitely would like to see more of, and it matters to me. You know, oh, you, you, yes. I gotta be, I'm going to speak for a second. I like a lot of the artists for uh, that do stuff for Kingdom Press, but you're my favorite, Harry. What a fucking kiss ass. <laughs> I didn't make up for the confusion earlier. It was an acceptable answer. It's okay. <laughs> Thank you, Colin. Uh, so the next question you have down that I asked this, and I probably did, but I got the question from, I'm not sure if it was Leesk on Twitter okay. or Brandon. But when we did the pub chat question and answer episode, yeah, I thought which, that sounded familiar. Which we didn't actually release. Then it I doesn't think, sound familiar. <laughs> but although, although I think you might have been Dropbox a file of it. Okay, that's possible. But he asked the question: Who would win in a fight, a bear or a unicorn bear? Bear, hands down, bear. <sighs> I mean, why? It has to be unicorn bear. Unicorn no. Bay is a bear with a horn. Like, okay. it can do all okay. the stuff. I mean, it depends. I, in my view, it's really just a bear that has all the normal bear attributes and a horn. Not some, okay. like, thing that can only be trapped by a virgin that shoots rainbows out of its ass. Like, it's got to be a bear with a unicorn. If you're talking about a unicorn versus a horse or, like, a narwhal versus, like, a narwhal without a horn, I can understand. That's the horned thing wins. But a bear is really fucking strong, and any type of like unicorn horn doesn't make for a really good weapon against something as strong as a bear because it's just keratin and bone. We don't know and... where it is. It could be like a big long nose. You can headbutt the bear. No, man. Any anything that's any protrusion like that, as soon as it's coming at a bear, the bear's just gonna fucking snap that thing off and get a momentary advantage, while the unicorn bear just writhes in pain on the ground. See, I don't think so. Man, I don't know. I don't think so. I feel like a unicorn bear would have developed, like are the other horned versus unhorned animals, a strong enough horn to combat the non-horned versions of it. Like, it could be some crazy thing that's super strong against bears. If it was a bear with antlers, maybe. But a horned bear? I don't think so. I think it's... I do think an antler bear would do better than a unicorn bear. I will give you that. Yeah. Well, because stuff with antlers fight. Like, they, they... bash heads into one yeah. another like that's the thing whereas like I, I typically you don't see something with a horn like 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 the because really the closest thing we have is to, in real life to that is narwhal yeah so and if a narwhal went up against a bear fucking bear wins 
So I, I don't know about you guys, but I'm si- I'm picturing a bear sitting in the forest, like sharpening his horn, <laughs> preparing for this fight. See, but that assumes that the bear is smarter than the average bear, which is not what the question proposes. It could be just, just rubbing the horn up against a tree to sharpen it. Yeah. <sighs> Fine. Maybe he, he uses it to catch fish somehow. I don't know. Ridiculous. Absolutely so he has more, he's eaten more food, so he's stronger than the average bear. Yeah. He could be morbidly obese. Also, fish is brain food. food, so he's smarter than the average bear. Ah, that's Yogi's It's also food, great for yeah. picking up picnic baskets. God damn it. <laughs> I've made my choice. What are your favorite pizza toppings or the best pizza toppings? And it says pick three. I'm going to make it tougher. Pick two. Pepperoni? Okay. I'm going to say cheese. On, cheese and sauce does not count as a topping. Cheese and no. sauce does not count unless yeah. you want a like specific type of cheese that you don't find normally on pizza. Sure, that's fine. If you like blue cheese pizza, that counts as a topping. Yeah. Are we talking um, about together or just in general? Who could, like, could am point. I getting am I getting a pizza with these two toppings on it, or are you saying what are my two favorite pizza toppings? Because those what are two are your, very different questions. Yeah, yes, what are they your are. Two favorite pizza toppings because I mean, you go you go to a restaurant and you know you can do the create your own, but is there a specific topping that you always have on? Whether you have you know pepperoni mushroom, pepperoni bacon, like is pepperoni. I mean, for me, really, it's pepperoni. Period. Like, I like other pizzas, but I'm going to get, like, the pizza I go to and grab it towards most of the time is pepperoni. I will occasionally get uh, one of those chicken, like, I'll get other stuff, but, like, pepperoni is the main thing. And there's nothing I would get necessarily with pepperoni often enough that would say that they're my two favorite things. And nothing else I would get with one topping by itself that I would say would be another favorite thing. So I don't know about, I was when it was just pick three initially, I was going to go pepperoni. And then I was going to go chicken and pineapple. Oh, oh, you beast. I'm a fan of pineapple on pizza. Absolutely. Uh, uh, Well, I guess guess, I get because I guess with the original three, I would have gone with pepperoni, anchovies and black olives. And you would have gone, ew, anchovies. So I'd be more um, ew, black olives. Really? Okay. Of the three, like I don't hate all of them. It's not like it's onions and mushrooms, but... (laughs) I, I would not go... get those on my pizza ever. Am I like never? I don't get no vegetables on my pizza. It's meat, fruit, and cheese, or no, and or I'm not gonna say it has to have fruit all the time, but like no vegetables. Well, I, well, I, see, unless I don't you count I, I basil like... as a vegetable, but that's an herb. I love vegetables on my pizza. Big no. fan of vegetables on my pizza. Like green peppers, dirt, pizza is... awful. Pepper, I love peppers. I love onions. I love all that stuff. But nah. uh, to answer the, his original question, it's probably pepperoni and uh, hot peppers. I'm going to go pepperoni and more pepperoni. Yeah, yeah. Ultimately, pepperoni and more pepperoni is probably the, the true one true answer to this question. Yeah. I mean, I think if you're going to a new pizza place and you can want to know if they make good pizzas or not, you're going to order the pepperoni kind of as your base. To, I mean, to really, you should order the plain yeah. cheese. Yeah. No. Really? Yeah. If you want to really get the true essence of the pizza, it's the plain cheese. You're you're right. You're right. All I right. mean, it's not the pizza I prefer, but the all the toppings here are super variable. But you need to be able to have good cheese, good sauce, good crust to have good pizza. Like if okay. if not not all those things, like even Domino's, I don't like. It fits the bill enough to get two for one and cheesy bread. Like it works. But, like, there's pizzas I've had where nothing worked. Like, no sauce worked, no cheese worked, no crust worked, and then it, has, it needs those three. 
That's fair. Yeah. And like a margarita pizza is really just like a real pizza, like original OG pizza is cheese, tomato, and basil. Like that's real pizza. And it's delicious. delicious but uh, Very delicious. I still like pepperoni more. <laughs> <laughs> what is the proudest moment in your life? We're going to get a little serious now. You can go first, Joey. Well, I think I've told my non-internet boyfriends before. Have um, I? Please least... tell me I have. I I don't I don't I don't know so. what mine is because that's the problem. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, I I think I I think I've said mine before, but it was uh, my friend Eileen's wedding reception. Um, I was kind of just hanging around doing my thing, and she came over, like walked across the dance floor and came over to me, and, and I was like, you know, hey, what's going on? Like, you know, happy wedding day and everything. And I was just trying to, you know, just be a good guest and everything. And she kind of pulled me aside and said, um, she really was really enjoying my writing that I was doing at the time. Um, and that everything I'd been through, she was really proud of me and all of that. And the fact that she even took a minute out of her wedding day to make me feel like I wasn't just like a useless piece of meat, uh, meant absolutely meant the world to me. And, and that's something that I, I don't really get a lot of positive feedback from. I've, I've never gotten positive feedback from my parents. So, uh, having friends that would go out of their way to, to do something like that means the world to me. So. I don't know how to answer this. Like, pride is not something I feel... Really? Like, it's just not something I ever come... Like, it's not something I come across very often. Like, I'm I'm happy. I'm content. I'm yeah, but proud there was... Of, like, I don't, I don't... I'm trying to remember the last time I felt proud. Um, at all. Period. Uh, so I don't... I don't know. <laughs> I honestly don't know. It has something to do with your parents or Ellie. No, Ellie hasn't. Ellie has done nothing to make me proud. She's cute, but she's she's a fucking dog. She can't like. She's a and like ooh, I'm proud of you for doing that, or like I've made me feel proud of like myself. My my parents were supportive growing up. Like I was never like, it was never a standalone thing where they said something nice to me. I was like ooh, and I was like oh, I I have a certain base level. I think that's what it is. I have a sort of fixed base level of pride. Which never really goes up or down, but so I can't think of an up. This is a great advertisement for pa- for what? Like this is like a, like a PSA for young parents, and it's saying don't ever be proud of your children, or if you are, don't let them know because <laughs> they'll never be able to answer this question. Because I know exactly. No, no, it's what it's be, it's like, it's. I mean, it's gonna be proud of them all. That like, I knew my parents were always proud of me. It's not that they weren't, but at the same time, it wasn't like you did everything right. But like, the, it was more that we know you tried your best, and that's the most important thing. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, it's yeah. it wasn't like they weren't building like the problem. I, no, soapboxing here for a second. The problem I see lots of times is everyone's like, "Yeah, you did great. It's wonderful. Yay! This is the best thing ever." The whole the whole sort of standard view of millennials is that they feel that way because their parents told them that stuff. Whether it's true or not, I don't know. But that's the stereotype. Oh, I have no, I have no idea. Because as soon as I remember the moment when I, I do remember the moment when someone actually said it to me, of where they're like, "Oh, your generation is just a whole bunch of people that they just give you guys awards all the time, and and nobody gives a shit about anything." And my response, like, my dad refused to go to my college graduation. Like, my my parents, I really grew up believing that my parents might hate me, <laughs> and and so the idea that someone's like, "Oh, your parents just gave you everything," and you know, and and, and everyone's just proud of you all the time, and things like that was. Like now, nah, man. Like I got friends for that. Like that's what keeps me going is my friends. That has nothing to do with. But 
And I guess that's the thing too. I, you know what? I probably did get a participation award growing up, but it quick like I was a I was a smart enough kid to realize like, oh, this is a loser's award. That's yeah, yeah exactly. Is. Or probably because my parents told me that, where they're like, this is the award you get for losing, dumbass. Well, like, my wife right, told me that, but like the thing with my parents <laughs> is that they're proud of you for trying hard, but at the same time, they're like, you worth the best. Like you can see that you worth the best, right? Like you understand that. Like they gave me a good, realistic view of the world, and I'm pretty good at a lot of things. And that's not like, I was well in school, I was like, stuff came easy to me, so I didn't have to work very hard, which is probably part of it. Like, I was lucky in that, as a kid, the the main comment on my report cards was, could try harder in class. <laughs> <laughs> like, they could tell you, but that was next to like an 80 or a B plus, or like it was always next to a good grade, but they're like, he's, he's, he's coasting, we could tell he's coasting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, see, mine, mine was always good marks, but disruptive. So no I was, surprises. I think to I, anyone listening, to this I was occasionally disruptive, but only yeah. to teachers, teachers that did not deserve my respect. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's probably about right. Because was, I, my fourth grade teacher, I had a crush on, and I was just the nicest kid in the world in that class. And then for the rest of them, I was just like, nope. I'm not. I'm not even remotely attracted or confused uh, about anything. So, no. I thought of one small moment where I felt a little proud recently. Yay! Uh, um, Josh Flanagan from my fanboy. Yeah. On my birthday, we're Facebook friends. We're not like friend friends. We're Facebook friends, and he he was made a comment that was sort of sweet about how like we Colin and I have both been part of the iFanboy community for a very long time. And he made a little comment about how I was always part of that. I'm a good guy. And it was good to know that these people who made this show I like, even though, truth be told, I don't listen to anymore, but the show I like <laughs> was like, oh, appreciated that I was a good dude and part of their community and brought lots of people together with them and for them like and among them. like I'm close with all the people that are like the, the inner circle of the iFan base. And it was, it was nice to be like, oh, we noticed that we had some good fans and you're one of the good fans as opposed to just yes. one of the noisy fans. That's good. Yeah, I'm glad not to be a noisy fan. Oh, and Tom Tom Fowler once introduced me to one of the good comic book fans, <laughs> which was nice too. There you go. You got two moments. There you go. I'm an acceptable nerd. That's what I'm being told. <laughs> yeah, that's about right. Next question. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so this one not so serious. So six percent of men say they're part of this club. Only two percent of women say they're part of this club. There's actually airlines that you can pay to become part of this club. Are either of you those. part of the Mile High Club? No. No, but I kind of wish I was. <laughs> I, 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 I'm not. I have no interest in having sex in one of those bathrooms. I... If, if I really wanted to, I would pay the money to go up in that plane where it's just like, we'll close this curtain and this is bed in the back. Like, that's the kind <laughs> of thing. Like, if I really wanted to, and I really don't give a shit enough to do that. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I mean, I it's really having sex to... in the sky. That's sort of cool. I can't argue that's with that. What, that's like... what I'm saying. That, that's my main. I, regardless of where it, ha- how it happens, the logistics or anything, it's having sex in the sky. That's what interests me about it. Because I, I don't really have sex in places that aren't like a bed or a floor or a table. But yeah. you know, like it, maybe it, a couch that space things up. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Like it, it, I, I don't know. I don't. I don't do that whole like sex in public thing. If so... I were Superman, absolutely. You wouldn't need a plane, though. No, 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 no. He's had sex in the sky for sure. He can go at low speeds. It doesn't have to be really high oh, in the yeah, sky. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I guess, strictly speaking, it should be a mile in the sky. But, like, really, everyone means in the air. 
Yeah. So, like, Superman could have sex in the air in cloud cover with Lois or Wonder Woman, I yeah, guess, but now. That still really depends on the girl. I'm just saying. I, I feel like at 34, with Michelle even, I'd be like, if I could fly, we'd be having sex in the sky right now. I don't know, okay. right now she's at work, but, like, in general, <laughs> it would have happened by this point. Yeah. Like, yeah, Arthur like... Dent did. Like, if I'm, I'm a very Arthur Dent kind of person. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Okay, that's that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. Well, because he just had to throw himself at the ground and miss. Yeah, I was going to interject that I don't even have sex in the shower because I just well, don't. That's just a the mess. Logistics of it. That's, that's just dangerous. It's it's well, it's that. dangerous. Uh, water and um, ejaculate does not mix well. Water and no, it's, lubricant doesn't it's, mix well. Like oh, the, the water is a terrible vehicle for sex. Even if you turned off the water, to me, well, then it's there's, an not, issue there's no of, point. Yeah. Well, but yeah. No, I know, I know, I know. But to, to me, it's it's an issue of I only date people that are significantly shorter than me. Well, there's and stools. And just doesn't work in the shower. So. There's, there's stools for this tub. I know that for a fact. I'm not buying, like, accoutrements to my, to well, my shower. Well, you clearly don't care experience. enough. Yeah, so... I'll you just, know why you don't you care know. enough? Because it sucks. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> like, it's not worth caring enough. Joey. This is a quick question. Next, next question. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, so I'm not really sure where I came up with this question. I'm really curious what kind of state of mind I was in when I wrote this. <laughs> <laughs> but if Hitler and the Nazis never existed, who would be the most hated person on the planet? The brunt of the jokes and basically the new facial hair that nobody can wear. This is a good question. I like that's why I picked it from your list. And I, I mean, like, Pol Pot's got to be the next most hated person. Who? Sorry, who? Who? Oh, come on! You don't know who Pol Pot is? No, I didn't. hear No, no, no I hear you. Okay, okay. <laughs> the, I, I feel like Pol Pot is the next most hated person. Like, I feel like Mussolini and Stalin wouldn't be a big deal without Hitler. I mean, they would be, but like, that was a whole. Everything around that time revolved around all that stuff. So, like, I feel like if there was no Hitler, there would also be no Mussolini and no Stalin. Fair enough. No, there'd be a Mussolini and Stalin. Well, then it's got to be Stalin. No, see, and people would hate is... the wonderful bushy mustache, and and um, Ron Swanson, Nick Offerman would never have a career. This is no, he would. He just would never. <laughs> no, have a mustache. he wouldn't. He wouldn't. It's all about this the mu- like. Why... He could never be Ron Swanson with that mustache. I am so glad I get to see these questions beforehand because I knew the answer to this the second I saw it. I knew that you wouldn't say my answer because you just don't know goddamn history, and it's Genghis Khan. Genghis Khan was an absolute fucking terror. Yeah, but people don't know. No, 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 you're wrong. No, Genghis Khan is too far in the past for people to be that angry about. Bullshit. People, like, there was, there was, I mean, not, no one was like Genghis Khan or Genghis Khan or whatever it is. No one was that bad, granted. But it's so okay. far in the past, and there are so many other ridiculously horrible people that lived in that time that did all sorts of crazy military adventures. Like, that it's all blends into, it all blends into story at that point. Yeah, I think, no. I, th- I think Joey's answer is the answer you're looking for if you actually want who is the worst person. Yes, I absolutely. Don't would, I don't think they would be the most hated. And really, he's probably worse than Hitler. Like, really. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, I would actually say that as a like on a like on a person to person person to person basis, he probably is worse than. Like, it, but the it, question it, is, it, Joey, who would yeah, be the most hated? Palatable. Yeah, it's 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 more about like the pop culture. But even but even then, seriously, if you go to Asia, if you actually start talking to people about 
like what transformed the world, they're gonna say in some fashion Genghis Khan. Like it's, it's and they be would be right. Somewhere around forty million people as a result. I'm gonna, of I'm gonna be I'm gonna be Western centric again. Yeah, no, I know, I know. But or, no, I, my point. I mean, is that, that they would probably even say Hitler. Like in Southeast Asia, they don't give a shit about Hitler. Ah, uh, no, I like they would be like Hirohito. They might be like Pol Pot. Like they like they did much worse stuff, much closer but to their with, home like, than Hitler did. With Pol Pot and Mao and Stalin, you have this thing of where they were in charge of people and they demanded things and they had certain policies and they certainly like it's not to say like like Stalin definitely put people to death. That's yes. he definitely doomed. People. As did as Pol Pot like, did ta- they, like as did Pol Pot. Yeah. But Genghis Khan definitely murdered and raped people Again, personally. But, but it's so long ago that people so, forget so, until so someone like he he was he was the best like it, he, Pol Pot like was the best guy since sliced bread. Like I know he is Genghis Khan is now sliced bread, and people don't hate people don't care about sliced bread anymore. It's always the best thing, the thing since sliced bread. So Hitler no, is the best horrible person since sliced bread. <laughs> and Pol Pot is if if like or Stalin is now the best dictator since sliced bread. I'm Genghis Khan is great. Sliced bread is wonderful. Sliced bread is a it's a very important place is... to hold in history. Like you should be the sliced bread. That's more important, really. But no one cares about it anymore. And the question is most hated. So Genghis Khan would not be the most hated because other people have been since the sliced bread of him. You I, again? Yeah, I agree with Ryan. <laughs> I I horribly disagree. I completely disagree with Ryan because if you look when you look at the people around you and you see the results of sliced bread, like supposedly it's some crazy number, like like one in two hundred men in the world are his direct descendants. Yeah, like when you and, look but around, no one and, cares about that. No one cares. People care about people that like people care about impressive, interesting figures that did horrible things. And yes, Genghis Khan is all those things, but not more recently than Stalin. And Stalin has supplanted him. Everyone's like, oh, Stalin. People still say Stalin did horrible things. People are like, oh, Genghis Khan, he's such a scamp. Like, it's all about how many people he fucked and impregnated. That's all, like, everyone, that's the main stat you hear now about Genghis Khan. See, this is, god damn you fucking western dogs. It's not about (laughs) how he fucked a bunch of people. It's that he fucking conquered, murdered, and raped and, people. And, that's, but that's people, people there, respect but... players that get things done. And Genghis Khan uh. is a player that gets shit done. And out of the context of reality, because he's out of way out of context of reality, people are like, ah, that's Genghis Khan, whatever. Whereas, whereas Stalin... <laughs> With no Hitler, Genghis like Genghis Khan looks still like the worst monster in history to me. Uh, but that's just because I know history and I don't want to be yeah, I, a Western. But the thing is, person. I agree with you, and so does Colin, that he is definitely the worst person. But yeah. we know how no, the no, world I, works, I, and he would I, be relegated to the same spot he's in now without Hitler. It would be Stalin instead. Like, Stalin's the one on deck behind Hitler. <sighs> maybe, maybe. <laughs> the best, but yeah, best definitely. Worst person, Genghis Khan. For sure. Next question. And the best Next part about Stalin, facial hair. Yeah. What yeah. The oh, really? Yeah. We don't know for sure what his facial was like, really. Like, was it like, people have shown with a Fu Manchu, like, who knows? Yeah, that's a good, that's a good point, yeah. Yeah. Supposedly he had red hair, so who knows? Well, it's... that's weird. Well, yeah. Yeah, he was a scary-looking guy, supposedly. So, Yeah. Anyways, next question. 
So the next question is from Michelle Cox, and she wants to know, what is the one thing a person can do or say that will instantly make you know the two of you won't be friends? I know. Again, I know my answer right away, so I'm going to let Ryan answer first. No, I don't. I need to think for a second. Because okay. there's anything a list, with... but I need to pick the worst of the list. Yeah, no, mine's <laughs> a- anything to do with Ayn Rand. As soon as someone says anything about, like, oh, they love Ayn Rand, or they, they, they enjoy reading Ayn Rand, or that they think Ayn Rand is interesting, I just walk away. I don't want anything to do with them. Like, I... that's, to, to me, really, actually, if that, you I mean, that's the best answer. answer the last question. If you want to know the answer to the last question, it's Ayn Rand. I think Ayn Rand is worse than Hitler. <laughs> I mean, Ayn Rand's the, a good answer, but like, I didn't go to university, so I didn't get exposed to many people saying, oh, Ayn Rand, this and that. No, see, mine has nothing to do with university. It has everything to do with being out in the real world, and someone's like, well, I've been, I've been, I care about politics now, like, for whatever reason, mostly because they're like, well, I hate Obama, and I don't like there's a black Okay, then I'll go Canada have. as an excuse so I don't hear Ayn Rand all the time. Yeah, possibly. Yeah, it's a big, big American thing lately to to read Ayn Rand and to say that Ayn Rand is for some reason the best. I mean, we we Greenspan was a huge Ayn Rand fan. Like, it's not new in America, but it's certainly something that recently with the Tea Party and shit like that. Let's say for I used to be pretty hard for a while on anyone who introduced themselves as a libertarian. Sure. But then I started being like I've met a couple okay libertarians, and and it, it's not so much that they made it okay, but I just kind of backed off on everyone like, is it, bad. It, it, yeah, everyone is bad generally. If, if if someone if someone introduces themselves as like I'm a liberal or I'm a conservative or I'm a libertarian or I'm a oh. Tea Party whatever, like if that's, that's part my of answer. Identity, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. If, if anyone identity. introduces themselves as hi, I'm whatever, and this is my doctrine. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, probably that's, my best yeah. answer. I was gonna yeah. say until you said that, uh, racist. Like if anyone said yeah. any sort of derogatory comment to anyone, like if you said, oh, that's so gay. Or worse than that, <laughs> I'm not gonna get into it. But like, I would say the start line is like someone who casually just says, "Oh, everything is gay," and then anything beyond that to be more derogatory towards a specific minority group. I would say those people. But really, anyone who says, "Hi, this is my name and this is my doctrine," would probably be even worse than that, because then yeah. you're then you're terrible yeah. and you're open about it. I don't want to deal with that yeah, shit. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's what I'm saying is that when you when you when someone's a, like a, a bigot, it usually comes from they just were told that when they were yeah. a kid and they never got educated differently about it, they, or they, they just never had life experiences. Um, and and that's something you can change hopefully. Yeah. But when someone's like, I've I've read a book. Yes. Oh God. You know, like oh here it comes. You know, and that's especially when someone's like, I've read one book in my lifetime and it's Ayn Rand. Like I fucking just jump into the sun like leave me the fuck alone like i want nothing to do with you yeah pretty so, much i mean it, yeah i i i definitely rather someone come up to me and be like i'm a hardcore fundamentalist blank see i don't you know, want them like, to do like, i don't want them to go i'm on anything like i just if they if they feel so strongly about that that they lead with that which happens that i've seen but then yeah, i'm like i'm yeah. not i'm not interested i want someone who's like a person first who enjoys tv and movies like and, and, and like can live in the world of people and can be anything afterwards, like vegan, whatever, like libertarian, Republican. I don't give a crap. As long as your primary thing is like, I'm a dude who wants to get by in life, or do debt, and just live yeah. my life and be happy. Like that's that's what everyone cares about. There's plenty of people of all stripes, of all beliefs that feel that way. But like, if you lead with like, "Hi, I'm Ryan, and I think the Jews should have all been exterminated," then like, no. 
No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's a pretty good conversation stuff. Yes, right I'm like there. a great. I, I, I even like I'm, I'm I'm being very hyperbolic, but like. If you're like, hi, I'm Rhino and I'm a Republican, I'd be like, no, I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> like, it could be anything. It could be, it could be someone I didn't agree with. Like, it could be, hi, I'm Ryan and I believe in equal rights for women as opposed to just, hi, I'm Ryan. I'd be like, no, I don't want to be your friend. And I fully well, believe I in equal rights for women, but like, just don't lead with that. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> well, I've definitely fair. had people try to, try to get one. Like, I, I, I've had people try to get in with me or to, like, to, to, uh, impress me somehow by introducing themselves as like a hardcore liberal and I usually am like get the fuck away from me exactly. like, I don't yeah especially because nope, neither sorry. of us are hardcore liberals I'm, I'm definitely well okay American liberal wing. no <laughs> you can... no no but like no. I, I feel in Canada the definition of liberal is a different is different than the definition of liberal in America I'm saying like there's a political party like here social liberal and socialist is the yeah. way I kind of I, I know, would too but... But, like, the Liberal Party is a specific thing in Canada. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Anyways. Um, yes, sorry. Yeah, I think we got I'm, this one. Yeah. No, no, I'm sorry. Shop more. Nailed it. Nailed it. <laughs> okay, so you guys are both drunk. You decide to get a tattoo. And you stumble into a tattoo parlor. And on the wall, there's King Kong high-fiving a shark. And on the other wall, there's Godzilla high-fiving an octopus. Now, you decide one of these is going to be tattooed on your body. Which of the two? Is it just high five, or is it really a slapping of hands or ends of limbs? Well, limbs. Then I'm gonna go Godzilla versus octopus, because in my head, Godzilla's in the air with his feet and hands and tail at the octopus, and they're fully like high twenty fiving. <laughs> I was, well, and I think that's more five. awesome than King yeah. Kong slapping a fin. Well, I was going to say just a straight high five, but still Godzilla high fiving an octopus because Godzilla is better than King Kong in every possible way. So that that's a pretty easy answer. That is true. Yeah. I mean, of, yeah. I've only seen one movie from each of them, and of the two, the one I saw was King Kong is better. But uh, I haven't seen enough of either to really have a judgment on either of these two people because they're still giant monsters. Fair enough. Yeah. Well, then, uh, other than the time that. King Kong died and the time Godzilla died. What celebrity death affected you the most? In recent memory, Robin Williams. Yeah, that that's that's a, that's a hard question to answer because the only thing that pops in my head when you ask that is Robin Williams. I mean, I'm I, sure there's a better answer from my childhood that I've repressed since then, but I mean, as a child, like realistically speaking, Jim Henson. I I, I, I remember that. where I was when I heard when Jim Henson died. Like I which I can't say for anything except for Princess Die and the planes hitting the... Oh, Michael Jackson, Princess Die dying, and the planes hitting the two towers. Those four things are the things I remember where I was at the time. Jim Henson. That's fair. <laughs> um, Princess, but, Princess Die was probably the first celebrity death I remember. Yeah. But I was in Boston right after Robin Williams died, and they had that sort of spontaneous memorial to him in the uh, in the the garden area thing, I forget what it was called. And I got to go down to that at the time, like right when it was fresh. So that was intense. Yeah, I could see that being super um, intense. So that's why it would still probably be the one that affected me the most because of the circumstances around where I was at the time of his death. 
the circumstances definitely mattered because I mean people die. It happens. I'm not you yeah. know, and, and typically I don't like to take. I'm not the per. I I, re, I pretty much have a rule never to go to Twitter and say like oh R.I.P. this person because I don't want to. <laughs> I don't have that problem. Even I I don't, I don't even bring it up. I just I I do it on my own time. But with Robin Williams, when they first said that he had killed himself, everyone said it was because he was depressed. And I have a pretty long history yeah. of depression, and it's not fair and. That's you know that really upset me, and then when they well, announced that it, had it might have been true, but that's a that's, that's the sort of how you die from depression, like the same way you well, die from okay. cancer. Like you, Wait. your body succumbs to the disease, and suicide from depression essentially is your body succumbing to the disease. Yes, yeah, that's true. But the, then, uh, then it came out that it's very possible or probable that he was losing his mind due to dementia, yeah. and that was enough to make my stomach just tighten up, and and yeah, that really fuck with me because as people probably know from listening to this podcast the idea of me losing my mind or losing my identity and my sense of self is terrifying to me so like this combination of like oh it, was a, oh, it wasn't just depression it was a combination of like dementia and losing his mind yeah. and depression it's like oh okay i need to go sit down and cry for a while because that's just for for someone who made such an imprint on me when i was a kid and and certainly was a part of my life growing up uh for that to happen to him and that just really fuck with me and and really stuck with me yeah. so yeah. next <laughs> uh, next question uh so when you're barbecuing what does your apron say fuck ein rand <laughs> now i want to say fuck people who believe in things but um i don't know i'm i'm pretty basic i would probably have like if it had anything on it it'd be like a kiss the cook it might be oh no I know what's on my. It doesn't say anything on it, but what's on my apron is those um, where they have that fake like buff body with box like with a bathing suit on, like you're like ready for the beach aprons. I'd be yeah. that. <laughs> Just because so it's I, ridiculous, I like <laughs> that is that is the most ridiculous apron I can have. I would I would rather go the most plain, which would be we have some straight white aprons because Michelle used to bake all the time. Um, or I would go like full ridiculous, and that is the most ridiculous apron I can think of. It is pretty ridiculous. If there was one where they were naked with a giant cock, I would go that one on top of that. Because that would be more ridiculous. No comment. And less like reality. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> no comment. Um, so the next question I apparently asked when I was having trouble sleeping, it's improved since then. Can I ask for recommendations on how to sleep better? No screens before bed. Go to bed 15 minutes. Ryan and I just had a conversation about this independently, so that's why I, I made sure to include the question because we kind of ran through all the obvious things because he was making fun of me because I have a sleep app on my phone and it gives me no making fun of you. whatsoever. Well, you I, know, I was just like, I, I, don't really, I don't really understand why I would want one personally, but like, I wasn't like, oh, everyone who has one is stupid. Like, it was just like, oh, I don't get it. It's not for me. Well, because it, it tells you something you already know. Like, you wake up in the morning, it says, like, you didn't sleep very well. Like, yeah, <laughs> exactly. I know. Like, I can feel that. Like, I know. But, it, <laughs> like, it, it's to me, it's just another reminder, like a memento mori type thing of where it, I go to bed 15 minutes earlier than I usually do. I remove all light from the room, no screens in bed, keep it cool but not cold. Um, relax and de-stress. I mean, if you sort of train yourself to focus on your body instead of getting all worked up about stuff. Like, last, last night I went to bed and I was 
on the verge of having a panic attack. I was in a very bad mind space last night when I went to bed. And instead of getting worked up about stuff, I just acknowledge that when you're tired, you get paranoid and weird about shit. So you're going to think about that. So like worst case scenario, you play a game in your head where I, I play a game in my head that I learned back in therapy, which is uh, you name everything of a certain color. Like you say like green. Okay. Well, you know, trees, uh, uh, you know, I, I don't now, see now. Now I'm just like, no, no, I'm stumbling upon this. Uh, I, Oscar the Grouch. You just keep working through colors until you fall asleep. You know, there, there's and, an app that does something like that called My Sleep yeah. Button. So what you do is, and I heard like, I heard about this in some show or something. Um, it will start, you hit how long you want to fall asleep for. So you pick like 20 minutes, 30 minutes, whatever it is, more than you think you'll need. It will start listing random objects. What you do is you picture the object, and apparently. Yeah. Uh, if this happens, because it's more, it's better to do it randomly as opposed to like coming with a thread. Because you start building story and stuff, you make it cut up in it. But random ones will be just like, oh, picture this, done the job, going on, and it'll it'll fill up your mind enough with non-contiguous things, kind of thing that will help you fall asleep. I haven't tried it yet yeah. because Michelle's not sold on it. But like, I downloaded it. I might try it at some point. I'm downloading That's the it way right to now. go. Yeah. That's the way to go because ultimately like, don't do math. Don't do anything. You're right. Don't do anything with a storyline or anything that kind of builds a thread really because to, to me the, the, the color thing is I'm not, I'm bad enough at that game that to me it's just like random things are popping into my head. But ultimately the, the goal is to, to be able to meditate. Like if you, can, if you can let ideas go and just keep your, your focus on your breath and your body, that's the way to go because really, really it comes down to just you know, go to bed at the same time every night and make a routine out of it but don't look at screens and, and, you know, and don't keep yourself awake. You, know, and you, like you can, shit you can use head. a Kindle, like a Kindle, like an e-reader Kindle uh, or an actual yeah. book but like nothing with the blue light shining through. That's that's the yeah, that's yeah, the thing yeah, that's yeah. the 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 sleep killer, and I've like it's fully noticed. Like we've recently, Michelle and I have both recently stopped doing that, and it was her prompting. I thought about it for a while. I was like, eh, I don't really care enough, but she was like, let's just do this, and I was like, okay. And I've stopped reading anything through a screen before bed, and she reads on her Kindle, and which is fine. Uh, and we've I've been sleeping a lot better. Last night I did the crossword instead because I thought she wasn't going to read or whatever. It's a long story, it doesn't matter. But like I did the crossword instead, and specifically speaking for just just most recently. Actually, it's it's better, but just last night I slept much worse than the night before, and it's because I was doing the crossword on my uh, iPad beforehand. I decided. Fair anyway, much. yeah. So less screens and uh, think of random so, things see, over and over again. What app and th- do that's you the use reason. Oh, uh, Sleep Cycle is the app I okay. use. The reason yeah. I, the reason I use Sleep Cycle is not just because like, it has this like dynamic wake up thing of where it's like it'll wake you up when you're supposedly the you know least likely to be in sleep, which uh, would be great if I could use cycle. it. Yeah, no, no, I'm sure you would like it, but for me, it still is about just straight-up data and and being able to tag every night when I go to bed. I say all the things, the bad things that I've done, the negative things, that are, or or the couple positive things, like like working out, meditating, stuff like that, versus, like, I went to bed right after looking at a screen. I went to bed right after eating. I yeah. went to bed right after, you know, like, having a panic attack or whatever. I tag all that stuff. So I can look back over time and go, like, oh, obviously having a panic attack before bed really, like, takes a 20% chunk out of my, you know, sleep. So I should just, you know, try to avoid doing that. It's not – it's giving me new information. It's just reinforcing what I know in order to, you know, force myself to do something. So Fair enough. Yeah, no, I I use Sleep Cycle every day and I have for almost two years, I think. Yeah, I remember hearing about it. Like, I remember we talked about this shortly after you did that podcast involving apps. I think you talked about the Sleep Cycle apps then. Yeah. Yeah, you guys were the ones that got me to use it. So, yeah. oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. I just, I, I, I'm also sort of soured in the Apple Watch because I'm like, I don't need to quantify everything I do every day. But I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm torn. I'm on the fence of that 
sort of idea. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. <laughs> anyway. Next question? Yeah. Yeah. This is from Justin Lancon. Oh, okay. If you had to... F- if you had to fight a duel with of any course. weapon beside firearms, not chemically propelled or detonated in any way, no hand grenades, flamethrowers, or cruise missiles, what weapon would you choose? Machete. See, I I kind of have to say something that is going to piss him off because he told me this question after I'd already closed the document and I was already prepared to send it to you. So I'm going to say lightsabers. So <laughs> that is the better answer. I acknowledge is, yeah. that no, entirely. I, I told him that. Any, I told any him. sort of laser sword is clearly the best answer for for melee weapon. He he his answer is spear, and I think he would totally. That's accept ridiculous. Machetes. Yeah, but well, I mean, there's like you could use this as a, as a staff also, but like I feel like a heavy sword or a sword that can get through anything, like a lightsaber, would be more useful. That's why I didn't pick like. Some sort of long sword, or whatever. Like a machete is like a really like up close, f- like physical heavy sword. It's not like a broadsword you're swinging like over your head. like it's a huge thing. Like it's a mix of small and heavy. So you can also bludgeon some with if necessary. Like if it's not sharp anymore for whatever reason, you still beat the shit out of some with one. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. I'm sure he'll be very angered by this answer. So I'm happy. <laughs> um. So I think. When I wrote this, I was looking for new headphones, and that's probably why this question's in here. But what type of headphones do you use? Uh, whatever Apple gives me. <laughs> really? Yeah, because I like having the microphone, and I can't be bothered to like the mic. I can't be bothered to spend money on ones with the microphone in it. Um, so I just stick with them. It's going to be really annoying when it's not the winter. I have a, I have toque to go on to keep my earplugs in though, because they don't sit in my ear very well at all. See, that's why I just wear out. Because I have really bad hearing damage and I have problems hearing, so I just go without. Because I figured in is I'd be in here either way though. Yeah, I just get ones with those like this, like the silicon bubble or whatever that holds it into your ear. Oh yeah, yeah. But uh, like I used to have a, pa- a pair of Sennheisers or like that that were really nice. I'm always skeptical about spending the money on headphones because I always break them. Uh, yeah, always. that's why I've. Honestly, that's why I've just stuck with the Apple ones because, like, they they don't sound terrible, the new ones at least. But the, they the problem is they don't stay in my ear, and I yeah. care more about them sounding all right than and the microphone than I care about them staying in my ear. So I'm like, yeah. as long as I don't move too much, they stay okay. <laughs> but I, I was pretty up like the the old style they had that weren't shaped for your ear in theory. I used to they used to very well in my ear if I put them in the wrong ears, but I can't do that with the new ones because they now taper into the ear canal. Okay. But they don't sit in at all. Anyway, I I can't. I, I like good sound, and they're not great sound, but they're good enough. And I can't be bothered to buy a, a fortunate, spend a fortunate fan phones, and then find they break in six months because I treat them terribly. Yeah, I'm the same. All right, so you are casting the Internet Boyfriend sitcom. Who plays you? And I'm assuming you're letting me be one of the showrunners. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, for sure. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Like, at least an executive producer credit. Yeah. Even for just, like, credit and money-wise, you just get it. You don't have to do anything. We'll just give it to you. Well, that's what an executive <laughs> producer does. Pretty much. Yeah. Every, everything but the one you know. Every, everyone after that, any celebrities in it is just like, oh, here's your extra money. Um, I, see, I'm torn... I'm torn. I'm torn between going the like the person that's most like me. So I might go like Tony Hale. Um, <laughs> yeah. But like, 
You know what? No, Tony Hale's awesome. I'm gonna go with Tony Hale. That's actually my choice for you was Tony Hale. Yeah. That's oh pretty, really? That, oh, that's yeah. so awesome. That makes so this is actually pretty pretty spot on. I think. Now I feel that I feel pride. Yeah. <laughs> for for me, it was either Sam Rockwell or Gabriel Sidibe. And then I said that to friends because I was like, I don't know, like, what I'm gonna pick, and they all like their their response was like, Yeah, no, Sam Rockwell is fucking great. Go with Sam Rockwell. And but there, but then Justin, the guy who asked the question about the dueling before, uh, just I I have to steal his joke, and it was that I should be Sam Rockwell in the live action parts, but then Gabriel Sidibe in the video game flashback parts. Ooh, video game flashback parts. Yeah, I like that because I I play so many video games, and typically when I make a character in a video game, it looks like her. So, I see the problem with the video game thing. I would be if we're going with that method, I would be the most average-looking person in the world. That's what your Saints Row character looks like—just average. I, I have whatever the Nolan North or whatever his name is, like that default. That's what it is. Uh, wow. Shepard, I was because I didn't even notice in the first Mass Effect that you could change what they looked like. I was like, oh, d- white dude, sure, whatever. And I was like, oh, so I'm basic white dude in Mass Effect. Because I just who gives a shit? Like it's like I'm just looking at the back of this guy's head the whole time. I don't really care what he looks like. Oh, see, I see, I care. That was that, that was part of the like when it came to Mass Effect. I it really bugged me that I couldn't make like a more Saints Row type character. I Mass felt Effect so because... bad in Mass Effect Two that I, like I was like I can't change him now because this is who he was. Yeah. This is who I see in him. But like I didn't even know. Like honestly, when I played Mass Effect, I didn't even notice that that was an option. So yeah, I felt yeah. I felt bad. I was like, oh, I could have done something. I did nothing. Sam in South Park. I did nothing. Ridiculous. Actually, Michelle, Michelle was like, watch, wanted to play like along with me initially for the South Park game, and she was like, "Oh, yeah. give him freckles. Oh, make him a Jew." <laughs> she thought that was hysterical. She's Jewish. For anyone who doesn't know, and yeah, like it was just like she she made him look like so, on that real if quick. it was up to, if it was up to me, I'd be like, "Oh, whatever, default gun. Go on, let's play the game." And she was like, "Oh yeah. no, give him freckles. Oh no, the hair is better like this. Oh, that's more like you now." I'm like, okay, great. I don't need to like it. Doesn't need to be me. Also, I'm a very generic looking white guy. Like I'm I'm average height, average build, brown hair. So like I'm like, oh that's close enough to who I am. I don't feel the need to like customize to look like me because like uh eh, I'm nowhere that muscular, like, but I, like I kind of thought about this and I had a couple answers for Joey, but I had no no clue who I would cast if I was casting you. But I, I think Tony Hales pretty damn close Perfect. And, and i don't like i don't mean buster or the guy from Veep, but like yeah. i feel like tony hill could do me yeah. yeah yeah wait so what were the ones for me well i didn't have yeah. any for you i didn't think about it at all i was like oh I, this is this I, I thought about it from when like Al- colin asked me the questions when i started thinking about it i th- honestly i mean i think it might be a little too old but timothy oliophant oh totally really? in terms of attitude yeah. absolutely yeah jesus that I, that it's it's because really he's a fucking me. goof that can be super serious at yeah. times. Exactly, and yeah. you're a fucking goof that can be super serious at times. I am a fucking goof that is really super serious at times. <laughs> I I it, it's a weird it's a weird question for me because this was even something that came up a lot. Like for whatever reason, back in college too, where people were like, "Oh, like you look like this," or you like that. You if we're going with people who have been told I look or... like, it's Nicolas Cage. Yeah, really? yeah, I can see that. I've got Nicolas Cage. I've got Gargamel. And I've got the guitarist from Radiohead. <laughs> the guitarist from Radiohead. Yes. Oh, God. I think they mean Johnny Greenwood, but I'm not sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think they mean Johnny Greenwood. Yeah. The, 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 this is I was in college. That was that was when I was much skinnier than I am now. Fair enough. Well, 
Yeah, but I mean, like that was fifty pounds ago. Even like, okay, I guess yeah, that's right because nobody really played that game with me when I was when I was fat. It was always like after I lost all the weight. But yeah, that's it, it's really weird when people say this stuff to me because they always say somebody that is. I guess I guess the thing too, it's a Hollywood production type thing. Sure. So you're that's always it's always gonna be someone that's very very attractive. You know, like I <laughs> See, I, I would know, never do that. I could never. Yeah, pro- I, I, I just like Sam Ruckles is a good looking dude, but he plays like I understand you had to pick him. Like he's like me, but he's a character actor, so he's not super good looking. But Sam Rockwell is super good looking. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah, yeah, he is. Yeah. But and like so I was like, yeah, I was yeah. like, first I was like Wayne Knight. I'm like, it can't be Wayne Knight. <laughs> and I was like, that was like Joe. No, like I never Jonah Hill was joking with Jonah Hill. Then I was like, I've just been another fat guy. But then I was like, I was like oh, Tony Hale, he's balding. He's not too skinny, but but he's awesome. So I'm like, I can go with Tony Hale. I can accept that. Yeah, it, it'd be really hard to like realistically not pick character actors to play us because yeah. we're. I don't. I don't think either one of us are Hollywood attractive. I think. So Sam, I think Sam Rockwell is a great choice for you. Why? Well, because he's also a giant goof who's sometimes serious, and when he's sometimes serious, he really talks a lot. So that works better. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> his, whereas, his whereas, whereas Timothy Oliphant at his most serious is very taciturn yeah 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 uh, but Sam, Sam Rockwell in Seven Psychopaths is yeah pretty much that's exactly what picture accurate. <laughs> yeah I know I know I know so anyways next question yeah next question and uh, this actually kind of came up at the end of the pub chat last night that we recorded yeah beef chicken or fish tacos None of the above, pork. Fair enough. It depends on the place for me because I would go with fish. I, I really like fish tacos. I'm, I'm picturing big... being in Mexico, but on a resort. I can't like I'm not like realistic Mexico. I'm picturing Mexico on a resort. And well, I'm I was even just, I was even just picturing like we're talking like good Mexican restaurant. I would probably go with fish tacos, but like I'm I'd like say... I'm an Al Pastor guy. That's yeah, that's yeah. that. Those are those <laughs> are tacos to me as Al Pastor. Pineapple. Love pineapple. Pineapple like shaved meat. No cheese. Oh, yeah. Lime and cilantro. Eighty-five percent of the time, I'm still going with chicken, though, because like of those three, fish, I would go chicken too. Yeah, chicken. Chicken seems like you can't go wrong with chicken tacos, but you can really fuck up fish tacos. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you can. Yeah, but when they're yeah. good, they're damn good. Yeah, yeah. When they're good, they're that's usually that's the thing. I I will ta- whenever I see them on a menu and. It's like I'm on the fence about it. I'll just ask the waiter or the waitress, and usually I can tell with their like immediate candid response. Like, because I know they're always going to be like, "Oh, we're like everything here is great," you know. It's like, yeah, I know, I know, but like usually you can tell in their face, like, no, fish this, tacos are not something you can lie about. Very I've easily. only recently come back around to fish because I yeah. stopped eating them for a long time for no good reason, but I did. Uh, and- oh yeah. I- content high so but the other issue is that like i still have an issue with onions so like the i lots of tacos the um pico de gallo they put on i'm like eh, i don't know i don't like tomatoes either like I'm, I'm not a big fan of the anything in the pico de gallo so i always get like stuff that has enough flavor on its own to be good but like a, a fish taco is in my mind more of a batter and texture thing than an actual fish flavor thing. Like they use white fish as far as I know all the time, which is not the most flavorful fish. It's yeah. more of a, a thing to hold batter apart. Um which sounds delicious, but I just there's and it's supposed to be a place nearby that does good fish tacos. I haven't I haven't pulled the trigger on it yet. So I've actually never had a fish taco. Really? Wow. I again it's, do- it's it's that 
I, I eat a lot of food and a lot of good food, and a lot of weird food. But because I have issues with onions, and I only for a long time was like, eh, fish, whatever. Because like I'm I'm sort of inland, and the fish isn't great. And like I had fish just growing up, but I ever had like really great fish. And when I did occa- always- I, when I did occasionally, it was so rare that I was like, eh, not rare, like cooked, but like rare, infrequent. Yeah, that yes. I was. It was like, oh, this is a little weird. But now, like, I love sushi. And I, got, I had some really good fish during Restaurant Week in Montreal this year, and really good fish in New England. So now I've come around a bit on fish. So I might, I might, I might give it a shot. You could always just stop the server, you know, and talk about it. <laughs> you did it. Next did question. It. Wow. <laughs> you shut me that. up. You did a good job. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> so this question is from anonymous. And they, he or she, would like to know, when is it okay to hit a woman? All right, hold on. Whoa, 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 hold on. Before we answer this question, because there's no right answer to this question, this, I know who asked this question, and I had to put anonymous because he did not want to be identified, because this is, comes from an inside joke, uh, inside hypothetical question in our social circle. So it's narrowed it down to a certain number of people, I got it. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, you you probably be able to guess who asked this question, but uh, but I, I, we might have actually mentioned this before in a boyfriend's because this is something that I love doing. I love coming up with weird ass hypotheticals and asking it to a bunch of my friends because I can't like just run surveys in the mall all day. So the best next best case scenario is I can make up a weird hypothetical and ask a bunch of people that I really trust and and and. I mean, you know, I have an answer that's not I, never. Well, okay. Well, so the real question is something like you're you're walking down a busy street with your friends late on a Saturday night. Like it's a busy busy street, bars and whatever in a main you know like main main dragon sure. town. And like sixty feet in front of you, there's this blonde girl, like the stereotypical blonde girl, like like five foot four, buck ten, hundred twenty pound girl. And she just tears off her heels and is completely unprovoked. Turns around and just books it right at you. And in that moment, the only thing you can really tell about her besides like her overall like you know appearance is that she has a weapon of some sort in her hand. And the hypothetical was us debating and negotiating for hours about what, how do you, what changes the outcome of that situation? Like what she has in her hand, what weapon she's using, um, really define. Like it, it really defines that situation because if you punch a woman just because. In like in the court of public opinion, you're the biggest asshole in the oh, world. Of course, and I kind of agree with yeah. that. Like I, I'm, 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 I'm pretty no, much on board with that. I'm there, not there are the the only. The only good time to hit anyone, period, let alone a woman, is if you can't do anything else. Like, I, but then, my first then, reaction, if, if your, your scenario presenting yourself, if a woman's coming at me with some weapon, my first thought is run away. Yeah. And then my second thought is like, let's try to block it a few times. And then my third thought is like, well, I'm out of options at this point. Let's try to take her down. Yeah. Like, yeah my, but, but it would be the same exact list if it was a dude. Yeah. Like, yeah. if a guy came with a weapon, I'd be like, let's run away. And I'd be like, let's try to get hurt. And I'm like, okay, I'm getting hurt. Let's try to do something about this. Yeah. And, and that's, and that's like, when we started talking about this, we kind of agreed that if a woman comes at you with a knife or a brick and you can't run away, no one's going to think that you're literally Hitler if you punch her in the face. Because someone with a knife or a brick can... Can murder you, yeah, and, of course. and that's scary. And, and if you don't, if you can't retreat from the situation, violence might be the answer. Especially because they're and randomly so. attacking you. That is not a stable yeah, person. That's, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's the key point. You have no idea what's going on. It's just all of a sudden this is happening. It's just like your instinct of like, oh shit, I don't want to die. And 
you know, with the help of all of my wonderful friends that will go unnamed, we kind of decided that the thick gray line in the situation is a plastic fork. Because you can uh, We've had discussions on I am. Yeah, you could absolutely mess somebody up with a plastic fork if they're not defending themselves. Like, if you just, if someone is laying there, you can definitely murder someone with a plastic fork. But no one, like, all the people on the sidewalk watching this, no one's going to be on your side and be like, or she had a plastic fork. Okay, it's it's maybe not morally okay, but definitely in the court of public opinion, everyone would be like, well, you know, what are you, what are you I, I would do? go, I would, I would probably, I mean, I agree with you that a plastic fork could kill you if you're totally unresponsive. Yeah. Yeah. But if you're in a state where you can stop someone, I feel like I would go higher than plastic fork. Yeah. That's my point. Plastic fork is the line in the sand. Anything. No, but I feel that... like I feel like even like plastic knife, which is theoretically worth plastic steak knife. Let's say is to be to be fair, it's got a point on it in theory. Uh, I would say is still not was worse than a plastic fork. But I still wouldn't say worth hitting one for if she's attacking you with it. It's got to be something you can't hold both of her wrists and stop her from attacking you with before you get seriously injured. First strike somebody... Sorry, go ahead, Colin. No, go ahead, go ahead. I was going to say, first strike somebody coming at you with a plastic fork, they can absolutely take an eye out. Yeah, uh, sure, eye, but I can block the eye thing before she... Like, that's the thing. Like, I'm saying... I can I can stop her from taking my eye out before I can hold like after I can hold her hands like I can hold a woman's hands still for the most part and if I can't I'm kicking her but like if I can if I can disable her before punching her by restraining her or him doesn't matter like this is my general method of disabling someone which has never been tested but whatever. Like, that's what I'm saying. That's, like, that's what I'm I've saying. never been chased in the first place. Like it's all this is all this is all hypothetical. But like, yeah. I will always go restrain before hit. This hypothetical, and so it's got to be a weapon that can do damage to me before she's restrained. And like slowly pushing it into my eyeball is not past that point. I think the real reveal of this hypothetical is which one of my friends thinks that they're really good at fighting versus ones that know that the best case oh. scenario they're like Urkel, like like retreating and like swatting at her. I don't think I'm good at fighting. I think I could probably block mortal injury long enough. That's all. <laughs> that's all I'm yeah. saying. Like I could not take her out. I just think I honestly that's part of the reason I want to punch her because like I've never gotten to a fight. Like I might she might just get pissed. Like it's not like. <laughs> I'm, that's it's all. Let's do what I can to not get into this issue before I can stop it. Like it's all prevent, 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 prevent to the last possible second. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I, there's no definitive answer to this. That's, no, that's not at all. But that's it's not point. never. It's not never. Women are people. People can be really fucking dangerous. Yeah. 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 Like if you think it's never, you're not a feminist. Like it's not like it's you don't think men and women have equality. Like if you think it's never, then you think a woman can never possibly be strong enough or more dangerous enough to possibly hurt you, which is fucking bullshit. Women can absolutely be in that position. Next question. <laughs> I mean, you can keep that in. You can keep that fucking in. I am. I am. But unless Colin has anything to add, I don't want to say anything more. Not overly. Not overly. Yeah. yeah. If you could hypnotize anyone and control them for the rest of their life, who would it be and how often would you actually use this power? Uh, it would be Michelle. Oh. And, and it would be to make sure she closes the cupboard doors and drawers all the time. 
That's really all I have to complain about in most days of life. It's like, oh, the doors and drawers are open again. It's really a minor annoyance. It's not a real impact on her life to like do it all the time. So I will, I will decide to hypnotize her to like always close the cupboards and drawers in the kitchen. That's it. Mine is Justice Alito. And whenever, because again, people, for people who aren't Americans, uh, people on our Supreme Court stay there for life. So if I get to do this for the rest of someone's life, I'm picking somebody that's young on the court, uh, particularly Alito, because I would mind control him whenever he agrees with Scalia and make him think differently. I like that you're going with the like. I want to change the world. That's how. Exactly. I'm like, I want to be annoyed every morning. I don't give a shit about cupboards. People, people can do whatever they want space as long as i can you know control part of the supreme court so yeah. so when you two move in together and joey doesn't close the cupboards <laughs> and one day you're doing dishes, this is an extra question who's drying <laughs> sorry what was that I was, I was yelling at you before you answered it uh you two move in together one day you're doing dishes who's oh, this is, sorry it's just sorry i just realized that happened to work perfectly with the last question sorry go on yeah <laughs> I, I just want to know who washes who dries that's all i'm washing you're washing? Yep. Yeah, I'm definitely drying. That's there's no debate about this. Yeah. And Ryan's closing the cupboards after you dry. Yep. No, I think Joey probably closed close them. The I think Joey closed them. Yeah, I'm pretty anal about kitchen stuff. Probably as anal as I am. <laughs> no, I know, but you know enough enough that we wouldn't have disagreements. No. And it's yeah. not like really, it's not like Michelle and I've had disagreements. I'm just occasionally going, come on, like, that's, yeah. that's, that's the worst this got us. Come on. It's like Joe with a fancy suit. Like, it's just, come on. That's all. That's, that's how bad it gets. Fair enough. So this question uh, is kind of different because there's not exactly how many books on your nightstand because I'm sure some of it's in a Kindle. Sure. And you've got 2,000 books on your nightstand. But how many books do you typically have kind of on the go in waiting to read? In waiting to read? Like, if, if you had everything... 50? hard... Like 50. Copy, you'd have 50 books on your nightstand. Yeah. Okay. Like, I I'm, I have one physical book on my nightstand. I have 25 physical books that are not started yet. That includes comics. And on the Kindle, I probably have about 20 also. So, like, I rounded to about 50. I would love for that to be one. <laughs> But, like, yeah. realistically speaking, it's always going to be well into the double digits. Yeah, I, I didn't know when, when I saw this question. I selected it. I selected this question kind of because I didn't know what the question meant. Um, because if, if, if you're going by Goodreads, the answer is 709 books. Uh, because I, there's a lot of books I want to read. But My want to read is only books I've bought and not read yet. Yeah. Yeah, see that? Yeah, that's the thing. I, I don't even know that number. But but to answer this question, literally, it's four. Uh, World Trade since nineteen or uh, 1431, wherever you go, there you are. Computer Power and Human Reason and Battlestar Galactica and Philosophy always sit on my literal nightstand. Like, there's actual four real books sitting on my nightstand that my, I can read. My literal one is IDW's release of Woodwork, which is a sort of biography on Wally Wood. That's currently what I'm reading in print and prose. Yeah, but based on what I'm reading now and trying to work through, it's uh, Mindsight, A Mind for Numbers, Generation A, and a bunch of programming books. So I also there's can't, always books on my nightstand. I can't read multiple books at one time, or I get confused. 
Yes, yeah, yeah, um, I, I, so I, I, I don't think I can read less than three at a time. So I always have one book going. I'm like, I will plow through this, and that's and that might not be entirely true because like it was this first happened when I was growing up and like read a bunch of Gordon Coram books at the same time. Um, this is a dated reference and a very <laughs> possibly a Canadian reference, really. I don't even know if Colin knows who Gordon Carmen is. I but, do not. Okay. Uh, he's a Canadian young adult late children author before there was that young adult term um, and that I read as a kid. Anyway, so I, I had – when I was a kid, I read several of those books at once and kept getting confused. But since they were similar in tone, it makes sense I get confused. And I haven't tried since then to read multiple books of different tones, like a nonfiction and a fiction and a fiction of an entirely different sort at the same time. I'm always like one at a time. That's it. I might have one comic and one print, and one prose going at the same time, but that w- otherwise it's separate. Okay, I normally have a one novel and one graphic novel on the go, always. But yeah, I never it's... have like two of the of the same. I guess. Yeah, I'm. I'm really usually there's one prose and one uh, comic of some sort going at a time. Right now it's woodwork and. Which they're both comic related. But now it's woodwork and uh, crazy and ignats, nineteen twenty five, nineteen twenty six from Pentagraphics, which is a crazy cat Sunday strip collection. Oh, nice. They're really it's for something that is really almost a hundred years old at this point. It's very not dated because there's nothing in it. It's all it's a funny animal book sort of, where everyone talks and like where the main character talks in sort of a weird content, like a weird style of talking. So it's not, it's all very stylized and weird. So it really doesn't feel like it's 100 years old, which is okay. fascinating to me. But at the same time, I wouldn't suggest it unless you're a super fan of comics that are interested in the whole idea of comics conceptually more than just, ah, oh, this is a good story with pictures. Like, it really is, it's not, it's, it's interesting more than it is great and must read. Okay. So the next question, what Simpsons character are you? Millhouse. Really? Yeah. Huh. But like, yeah, go on, Joy. You can say yours. I'll say one more after. Let's get your thing out there. Well, I I really this was confusing to me more. This is more confusing to me than any of the other questions that Colin asked because I've never really identified with any of the characters in The Simpsons. I like watch. I love The Simpsons. I I did too for a long time. uh, I sort of stopped when the movie happened. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. Pretty pretty much everything before the movie. I I grew up watching, and I really liked the movie. Like, don't get me wrong, but like, I just started like "Eh, I've stopped watching at this point. Yeah, it's just it. Well, I mean, it was also part of like while I was in up until college, up, like when I graduated college, that was really like I can't watch The Simpsons anymore because I've become a man, and it's not that it's not I had a show that. for men. But yeah, it's just it to me. It's like The Simpsons. When you grow up, it should be a part of who you are, and then eventually you move on to other things. And especially really because you, The Simpsons gives you the ability to move on to other things because yeah. you watch the simpsons for a, you know two decades and you realize like oh like they're what's well, like superhero comic books. i should now go yeah yeah exactly like I mean, now I, I have to go I, I, deeper into this you know and i don't mean you need to move on after superhero comic books but like for me that's how it worked like i got into superheroes and then i was like oh this is a medium with all sorts of interesting things to tell and now i love all comics as a medium yeah. Even though i know there's plenty of friends who just like oh i love superheroes they're great and that's an awesome reason to read comics and I'm qualifying and like covering my ass. That's what I'm doing right now. My my favorite <laughs> character, the the one I'm trying I'm trying to keep this on point here. Yeah, I know. Uh, one of us has my, to. My, fa- my favorite character from The Simpsons, uh, the the one I love the most is Lisa. Uh, I, I I identify with her the most. I I love her, but I wouldn't say that I would be her. I I actually I told an ex girlfriend 
like we we had the you know typically when you're with a girlfriend for a while uh it's the talk of like well are we gonna get married have kids whatever sure. i actually told her that if we had a daughter i would want to name her lisa because the simpsons and especially lisa simpson made that much of an impact on me i think lisa simpson is the reason why i am a feminist and i and i believe she, in she is absolutely a great role model and a yeah. wonderful character she's easily yeah. the most three-dimensional character in simpsons i think oh yeah, I agree. Le- Lisa is so important to me. I think I have to pick uh, Carl from Lenny and Carl. So <laughs> my my main issue for not like my like caveat for Millhouse, even though I'm really quite Millhouse, uh, is that I would I historically speaking I was sort of the leader of one group of friends, which Millhouse would never be. Like, in one group of friends, I was sort of more the, the oh, not, not like, we're all equals, like, we're all friends, but I was sort of, like, the driving force, like, I might have had the most opinion and the strongest opinion of the bunch, and so in that way, I would very much not be Millhouse, and that I have a strong opinion about lots of things. Yeah. But, like, generally speaking, I'm pretty, like, I mean, I'm not terribly, I mean, I'm opinionated, but, like, if we're all in the same wavelength, I'm also sort of like, eh, whatever. I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> So I guess, but like for some reason, I was like Millhouse. So I'm decided I'm going to stick with Millhouse because that's what came to me and hit me in my soul. That's fair. Yeah. So Demps wants to know what is your trucker nickname and why is it Snowball? Ryan. <laughs> well, like it would be Gobo. Yeah, yeah I mean, it would be like Gobo. it would be yeah. Gobo. So why is it not Snowball? Because it's Gobo. Because I've been called Gobo in real life countless times at this point. Yeah. Like, it's it's just... I And I know the fraggle, in my mind, is still paramount. Oh, you'd have that, yeah. like... No, you'd have that on the, on the door of the truck. But at the same time, like, that's the nickname I get called the most often. And so that would be what I would choose. Well, my sense. trucker name... My trucker name is Snowball. Uh, and it's snowball because that's what all the kids in Newark would yell out the windows when I would walk past. Uh, because I had to walk past this uh, ghetto high school on my way to class uh, most days, and apparently I was snowball. So I think that probably, most likely, if I ever entered the extremely masculine but sort of homoerotic world of trucking, I would probably get called snowball. That makes sense. Sure. So, yeah. Okay. Uh, so next question. Did I actually ask this question? Really? Yeah. Yeah, you did. <laughs> uh, what's your favorite type of Senquist flavor? This is a trick question. <laughs> because Senquist flavor is, a, is, is, is citrus. Like, yeah. there's not, like, there, Benquist, which when Brett was Ben, in my head, Benquist was Barry. Yeah. Um, who was, was Kevin Kenquist? Yeah. When Kevin was Kenquist, he was something else, which I can't remember right now, but I did at some point decide something. Sure. That actually that totally works. Yeah. That totally works. Yeah, that works, yeah. That totally works. But like Senquist was always a citrus beverage. Like a five alive kind of thing in my head. Yeah, I was gonna say like a, a very it, the the flavor has to be indistinct citrus. Yeah, it has to like, be the flavor is citrus, not orange or grapefruit or lemon. Like it's citrus. Yeah. Yeah, that, um, that line green colored citrus flavor that someone oh i'm, I'm picturing yellow orange not like lime green well okay all right yeah or maybe maybe yellow orange but still it definitely came from someone's basement in 1981 yeah yeah yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah sure it's not a specific fruit way organic yeah yeah no 
Um, so the last set of questions are all connected. Oh, they totally if are, could, sort of. If you could have a talking animal as a sidekick, what would it be? And what would the animal's name be? Or your sidekick, I guess. Well, I mean, it'd be Ellie. It's my dog. For but sure. she would talk? Yeah, for sure. I would love okay. her to talk. I'd be able to like, train her properly, and she could tell what's wrong. Suppose she's like, oh! And she's like, oh, you have to go out? No. I'm hungry. Oh, great. Now I know. But like, it's it could be like, who knows? I want you to throw the ball for me. Like, I would love her to be able to tell me those kind of things. But she's awesome otherwise, so I want her to be my sidekick. Okay. That makes sense. I Strictly speaking, I, I, Element... Uh, oh, what was it? Uh, Sweet Elegance is her real birth name. <laughs> she came from show dog stock like and her relatives have won uh best in class at least on what's the fucking big dog show called westminster dog show okay um and like the the last person who won border terrier for sure was a relative of hers and possibly won the whole show but i'm not sure about that at all so if it's not a border terrier it's not her but like she comes from good border terrier stock, but like her hips are slightly too high or something. Some 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 sort of stupid reason she can't show. So we got her, and she's awesome. Yeah, I um, I feel bad now. I drove through I Cleveland didn't... for her. Like I drove through Cleveland. <laughs> Yet another reason why I would help to be able to talk to her because every time she gets upset, you could be like, "I went to Cleveland for you. You were from Toledo. What's the big deal?" <laughs> I I loved Gert and Arsenic from the Runaways. Oh, nice. So I'm going to have to go with Talking Velociraptor. That makes sense. Fair enough. And I, there's no other... There, uh, there's only one... Is it going to be Old Lace? Velociraptor. Uh, or is it going to be your own particular Velociraptor? I, I, I No, it's going to be my own particular Velociraptor. Okay. No, wait, yeah, because that's right. Sorry, sorry. She was Arsenic, uh, Old Lace. Wait. Yeah, uh, she. It, in my mind, she was arsenic, and the Velociraptor was old lace. It could be the other way around. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. I, like, it's been it's been a while. Yeah, exactly. I, I love those books, but it's been way too long. Yeah, so there's only for me, it would be a unique Velociraptor, and a unique talking Velociraptor can only be named one thing, and that's Doctor Dinosaur. So oh. that would be that would oh. be my side. A tame Doctor Dinosaur would be the best sidekick. Yeah. Yep. But like otherwise yeah. horrible. But like tame, perfect. <laughs> No, 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 that's, that's Joey, what I, Joey's sidekick is going to eat Brian's sidekick? No, 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 he's tame. Joey said he's tame. Yeah, he's tame. That's Dr. Dinosaur is a well, character from Atomic Robo, for anyone who doesn't know. And if you don't, shame on you for not reading Atomic Robo. Fully shame. Did. Like, shame! Now, yeah. They turned it into a webcomic. Yeah, it's free now. There's no reason. So what was the follow-up? Uh, What animal would you feed your animal sidekick? Squirrels. Really? Yeah. She could eat a squirrel? Oh, yeah. She, she only <laughs> For two reasons. One, she chases after squirrels still. Uh, that's the primary animal she chases after. And her breed is generally a rodent hunting breed. Like they go into holes to like figure out where things are. Uh, and also, it recently in my neighborhood, uh, someone was capturing squirrels to death on the side of their house. So people would walk past and see, like, I guess rat traps hung from someone's house, killing squ- like with squirrels trapped in them dead in my neighborhood. So for that reason, both those reasons, I'm going with squirrels. Jesus. Um, Much well, I, I, I was hardcore, motherfucker. Yeah, I was going to go with whatever Dr. Dinosaur wanted to eat that didn't really object to it. 
I mean, goats. Um, yeah, I don't think there's much negotiating with a talking velociraptor, even if he is trained. Because I think that my I think that my doctor dinosaur would argue with me a lot. So we'd have I mean, to really, really. I'd be your doctor dinosaur. You are my. Would be the ideal. Like if it was my brain and a velociraptor, with the ideal sidekick to you. I don't think you would mind that much at all. It would be awesome. Like, like, sorry. I can still eat horse meat. It's great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, your body, your human body is dying, but we've given you this velociraptor body. What do you think about that? And you'd be like, eh, whatever. You know, like, it's... Can I be Joey's sidekick? to close those cupboards. (laughs) As long as I can be... It depends on the knobs, because they can handle certain kinds of knobs, not others. You got a tail. You can just fucking whack that shit closed as you turn around. It's not a prehensile tail, Joey. Come on, you know better than that. Uh, no, I'm not saying it's a prehensile tail. I'm just saying that you would be able to. Uh, that's true. Clo- closing. That's true. Closing should be no issue. Opening is sometimes yeah. an issue. Opening is as a velociraptor. Yeah, but you'll learn. You'll, you'll I'll get, learn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll figure it out. Yeah. Okay. So Use my teeth sometimes. A, there's a follow-up question here from Andrew Sanford. That's not a follow-up question. That's an independent question. Yes. <laughs> okay. But it works yeah, okay. sort of as a follow-up. But I'm not going to answer as a follow-up. Yeah. Okay. yeah same here. I've met this. Why? This is the Why first is person that? since Colin I've met. Really? Yeah, of the people in this list, I've met Colin and Andrew Sanford. That's it. Okay. Oh, and what was the question? There's the next question. Sorry. And there is one bonus question. Yes, I bet that bonus question. Ask her. When will the show be retitled "Idiot Boyfriend"? That's no, no, forget, no, that's the bonus question. That's bonus. Stop it. Number twenty-five. We can't even let him host. We're, we're backseat hosts. <laughs> Oh, God. Number 25 first. Why? Because the other one's a bonus question. You have to get through the, all the normal I, questions first. I just asked the question. No. You, you, Who's you, on first? Andrew Sanford asked who is named L.A. Rabbit on the internet. Maybe L.A. Rabbit 1. Yeah. Uh, asked why. And Joey will answer first. Real? Why, why me? Because I asked the question. Because Colin was jumping ahead of things. To be fair, uh, I did ask it twice. It was ignored. Well, we yeah, ignored no, you he, completely. He we just kept talking over him. Yeah, that All happens. Right, why? Um, okay. Uh, well, because there was already a vast nothingness before we showed up, and we're not here for long as it is before we return to nothing again, so the least we can do is try to explore and improve and reduce suffering for those around us. So, like with the first question that Harry asked, it's a very location-specific answer, but I think... I don't, I don't think we can make sense of everything, so maybe it's just one of those think globally, act locally type things. See, I read this as why do we do internet boyfriends? Oh. And and I'm like, because I enjoy talking to Joey. So maybe other people like listening to me talk to Joey. And that's really all I give a shit about. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, at some point I, pr- I came up to Joey and was like, well, I, I, I don't remember how it started specifically, but like. I think I started the process of the thoughts, at least. And I was like, well, I liked, I would rather talk to you more often, because we don't talk enough. No, we Or don't. see each other anywhere near enough, because someone needs a passport. Uh, and I need to get to New York, because my cousins live there. And they, we have a place to stay. Anyway, we have to get, we'll get to New York sometime this year, probably. Yeah. Anyway, and I was like, well, I, I find our conversations amusing. <laughs> and maybe other people will. And ultimately, we decided to just ch- talk on and record at the same time. A- and in my view, the best episodes are the ones where we're just sort of have a nugget of an idea and then go off and whatever happens, happens. A- and they're the ones that are the most fun to record. Whether the listeners agree, I don't fucking know. And I really don't care. 
because this is what the show is, and that's why. Yeah, if, if you ever want to give listener feedback to someone, give it to me. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can tell me about sound. You can tell about sound quality, but really, I just want to excuse to Joey. So, like, whatever excuse we come up with, and it can be a more structured excuse. I can agree with that sometimes, but like, realistically speaking, just I need an excuse to talk to Joey. When really we don't. I would I would love to talk to him once a week for no good reason, but we don't do that. So well, we framed it in this context, and this is what it is. That's fair. Yeah. And that's so as much my fault as anyone's, because I don't reach out to him. Aw. No. We gotta, it is. We gotta get it is. We, I could easily say, dude, let's talk on Skype today, and I don't. Yeah, well, that's just true. We, we both could. We both yeah, could. yeah we both, I'm not saying you couldn't. I'm saying I also couldn't. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Fair enough. So should I move on to the bonus question? Now you're allowed. Now I'm allowed? Yes. So you're John allowed to do whatever Stum- you want, Colin. <laughs> John Stum wants to know when the show will be retitled Idiot Boyfriends. Did this- you make that mistake? I absolutely podcast? made that mistake. <laughs> oh, man. I used to I used to co-host a show called Paper Cake West with John Stump and Cameron Rice. We talked about comic books before we got bored of talking about comic books. Um, and at some point, at, when I was, we were doing our end of show kind of plug kind of things, and I always made a joke about how we recorded late, and so I was like, "Say, oh, you might be able to hear my inner boyfriends. Who knows?" And one of those times, possibly after drinking, as happens, so you've listened to this podcast, you know, um, <laughs> and this episode even, I said "idiot boyfriends" instead. And I was like, I just let it hang, and they called me on it, and we laughed. But it's totally also apt, because we can both be total idiots sometimes, for various reasons. Not Joey, because he's dumb. Me, because I'm dumb. But Joey, because like he might just like go off on a tangent, not caring what people going around him care at all. And I love those, which is why we're actually internet boyfriends, not idiot boyfriends. But some people might not like Joey's long rants on some topic. I love them. I know some people don't like my rant. And, and rant some people topic, might think he's an but... idiot for those things. I don't. Yeah. But like, no, in I... my mind, and the, the, the beauty of our podcast, I think, is that we both think that we are ourselves the idiot boyfriend. Yeah, that's probably true. I was just going to say, ask us again in episode 100. And you can, John. You can. Not that I think you listen to this podcast, but were you too? And we'll test this in, I don't know, another five and a half years when we get to episode 100. <laughs> oh, it better not take that long. <laughs> you, you can ask this again, and if you do, I will know you listen to this podcast because you could have submitted it right away, and Joey will save it until then for sure. Yeah. So if you listen to this podcast, we'll know, and if you don't, we'll also know. And I suspect you know, it, and I love you for it. It's all good because plenty of people don't listen to this podcast, and it's all, we're we're still friends, we're still buds. But yeah, I think the beauty of our podcast is we both think the other one is the better person. And the ideal to strive for in a certain way. Um, and not entirely, because we have to call each other our shit. But in, in both of our minds, we're like... idiot boyfriends most of the time. Fair yeah. And that's the beauty. So... That's, that's wonderful. I love that. I, lo- I love it. I love it, too. But we're way over on time. We are. So. I got. I got to transition to the wrap up. Yeah, we is, do. Uh... We finished, though. We finished. In our... I was like, we should finish in two, within two hours from starting hitting play to the end and we have about yeah yeah so we're 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 there we're, yeah. we're now at the end we've asked colin has asked all the questions and thank you colin 
and most of this will end up in a podcast. Yeah. Every question will at least. Every question will be in the final podcast. Yes. And, and I want to thank Colin for being patient with us, even though he's been relegated to question reading drone that can't even has no autonomous, like no autonomous response. (laughs) And then I may be drunk before, before 1 PM my time. Oh, that's a hundred percent my fault. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but either way that that's that's my fault as much as anything so like I, I definitely rambled more than I should but Colin handled it well asked his questions like a champ and we'll have him on for number 75 in theory yeah oh well thanks guys <laughs> well thanks thanks for being with us Colin and uh, so yeah we, we are in our friends <laughs> and maybe we'll release a wire podcast together <laughs> oh don't even night. don't even we talked about this last night don't even uh so so yeah uh we are internet boyfriends and if you want to find us elsewhere on the internet you can uh i as always i am joey and you can find me at uh at joey Heflick on twitter and with me as always is ryan at gobo on twitter g-o-b-o like the fraggle and my uh call name on when i'm trucking <laughs> and also we have with us this week or this time is colin and you can find me on Twitter at Senquist or <laughs> at the beer, the beer podcast pub chat. Which, yeah, which both, both Joey and I have been on and Joey in much more entertaining yeah. episodes. Oh, fuck off. Oh, so, I, I, I'm willing to bet the House of Cards episode is better than our... I love you, Colin. This is all a slight on me. But I'm willing to bet the House of Cards episode is better than our Mad Men episodes. Uh, we haven't recorded a Mad Men one in a while, so I'm going to have to go back and listen to Judge. <laughs> But hey, uh, we're we're done. We have yes. no more questions. Uh, Do you have any congratulations for us, time. Colin? Sorry? Do you have any congratulations for us now, Colin? Oh, yeah. Congrats on 50 episodes. There we go. Thank you, Colin. <laughs> all right. So until next time, we love you all, and we'll see you later. Take care. Have a good one.